going on. A war of good versus evil. We're up against an enemy that's eons old, and up until recently it's gotten arrogant, bold, and in our face, and taken every opportunity to ensnare humanity with the lures of this world through Hollywood, the music industry, big pharma, big tech, big media, much more. There's a hard line that must not be crossed by this enemy. A line that must be etched in your heart with the word of God. A line few are holding, but many more are needed. Are you willing to take to the offensive in the engagement of this enemy fighting in unity as warriors for Christ and in the pursuit of truth? If so, welcome to his hard line. Good evening, hardliners. Good evening. 2022. Good evening. I hope you are all doing well today. Forgive me today. I just got to say, um, typically I do a 1% or less uh, podcast before I do this one. Today was a very, very long day. As you all know, I get up at 2 a.m. to start my day, and uh, it's been a very long day um, to spare details. Like I said, I haul fuel. We're in the trucking industry. I'm I'm actually training a uh, a gentleman with me right now um, for probably another week or so, and uh, it's just been a very challenging day. So needless to say, I since I woke up uh, at two, I got to work at two thirty. Didn't get to really clock out until about four thirty. Yeah, about four thirty. Didn't get home till about five, and then I had to you know I had to fulfill my my. Uh, the date that I actually had with my daughter. We had a daddy-daughter date today. Chick-fil-A actually held a uh, an awesome event. It was a daddy-daughter date. And then they did it up really awesome, actually. And they, they set everything up with, uh, you know, these red, beautiful tablecloths. And the minute you walked in the door, the uh, the owners of the, of, of the Chick-fil-A, they were giving all the little girls um, a rose, a single rose, which was individually wrapped in plastic and it had a bow on it. I mean, it was actually really done up nice. They had a nice little area where they had like a Valentine's Day backsplash with all these cool little uh, favors that you can put, like, you know, you hold up like little sticks that have like either sunglasses or, you know, googly eyes or like little mustaches and you can do cool pictures, right? And then, of course, because it's Chick fil A, you know, they got to promote eating chicken and not cows. And they had this big, giant cow just rolling around walking around all the kids were loving it haven was just in her heyday eating her chicken and then she of course you know she conned me she asked me she goes daddy can i get some treats too and i said sure what do you want well i want a brownie i'm like all right we'll get you a brownie and a cookie i'm like okay we'll get you a cookie to go and then like uh halfway in our meal another table was getting some ice cream and uh she goes oh i want some ice cream too i'm like my girl you are like, you're playing me. You're working me right now. Like you are working your dad right now, seriously. <laughs> and so, but you know, I'm not going to turn her down. So she's going to get some ice cream. Um, after about, I don't know, halfway into it, she was like, eh, I'm full. Can I throw this away? I'm ready to take pictures with the cow. I'm like, okay, go, go throw it away and let's go get some pictures with the cow. So anyway, I apologize for not doing the one percent or less with him. My daughter, has to come first so that would mean i skip that but i am here for the um the conversation the his hardline uh discussions that we do here and today you are listening to uh reflections on the need for sacred honor 
And we're going to get a little bit into that here in a minute. But first, we're going to start off with an open prayer. So let's pray. (sighs) Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. And I thank you for my family. Thank you for my daughter. Thank you for our good health. And I, I, I ask you tonight to guide me on my words and my thoughts and to uh, just to help me be able to get the information and what you have in store to put out to the people that are listening to this now and later when they come back and listen to the podcast. Um, whatever it is you want me to say, Lord, place it on my heart. I do have notes for them. However, I did not get to finish those notes. So if you have something particular you'd like me to say, place it on my heart and I will, I will speak it. But thank you so very much, though, for this blessed day. It was a long day, but I am thankful for the gift of work. Thank you for all the means that you provide for us and that of the listeners as well. And we thank you for the good health and the fellowship here of the people here at His Hardline. We pray all this in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. So if you guys would uh, do me a favor, if you could share this far and wide on the Internet, like I said, I'm on Gab. I'm on CloudHub. I don't really do much with it. My main focus is to continue to give and put out good quality content centered around God and Christ with scripture in it because that is the most important. Because like as I have always said, this is God's platform. This is not mine. I am his co-host. He is the host. Him and Christ both are the primary host. This is theirs. I'm just kind of like the technical guy that just kind of does the computer and the talking And um, that's really about it. You know, I don't want any type of recognition. I don't want any, you know, I just, that's just not what this is about. This show is not about me. It's about you. But first and foremost, it's also about God and Christ and how we can bridge you with Christ. Because that's ultimately what we're here to do. Soften hearts and open hearts so we can get Christ to be able to pour in so you can get to God the Father through Christ. So, um. These His Hardline discussions that we do air every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday evening at 7 p.m. And yes, I know not everybody's going to be able to hit those times. The reason I pick those days is because I like to try to get out to the gym Mondays, Wednesdays, and maybe Fridays, if not Fridays on Saturdays and Sundays or, you know, family night. But, um, you know, there's a reason for it. I have a very demanding, very busy schedule. I used to work, you know, a sixth day at work because I'm scheduled typically four days a week, but I pick up a fifth week, a fifth day every week uh, at work, make some extra money. And I used to put in a sixth day every other week. And the reason it was only every other week, because that was all my, you know, my work would allow. But priority is to my family. And so because of my family being my priority, I am giving up that sixth day and giving up that extra income because I want to spend more time because time's more important. It's a commodity that cannot be, recycled and so you can't get time back money can always be made but time you can't get back especially when you have a daughter that's five going on 15 and i want to enjoy every moment of the childhood years before she starts not wanting to hang out with her old man anyway so again if you could do me a favor share this far and wide that'd be great we're going to get right into the bible reading first is uh the first thing i wanted to read is from matthew 5 33 through 37 I read this earlier this week and it just struck to me. So I want to read it to you guys. I think it has every bit to do with what we're going to be discussing tonight. And it's and, and the subtitle of this is Teaching About Oaths. 
And it says, Again, you have heard that it was said to your ancestors, Do not take a false oath, but make good to the Lord all that you vow. But I say to you, do not swear at all, not by heaven, for it is God's throne, nor by earth, for it is his footstool, nor by Jerusalem, for it is his city of the great king. Do not swear by your head, for you cannot make a single hair white or black. Let your yes mean yes and your no mean no. Anything more is from the evil one. And that is Matthew 5, 33 through 37. Now, just a couple little, uh, you know, little notes at the bottom uh, that I just kind of wanted to kind of look at here. Let's see here. This is not an exact quote. See, so five, so for so verse thirty three. This is not an exact quotation by the Old Testament text, but if you see Exodus, to see here. So the purpose of an oath was to guarantee truthfulness by one's calling on God as a witness, as witness. Let me repeat that. The purpose of an oath was to guarantee truthfulness by one's calling on God as witness. And then verse 34 through 36, the use of these oath formularies that avoid the divine name is in fact equivalent to swearing by it, for all the things sworn by are related to God. And it just goes to show you, an oath, I mean, when we take an oath, it's, 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 it's very sacred. It's very, you know, if you take a false oath, you know, you're basically, in other words, your, word, your words mean, you know, if you take a false oath, you, your words mean nothing. And ultimately, it just shows really just truly how shallow your character is and who you are as a person by making false oaths. The next verse, or the next uh let me see here. The next reading I wanted to go over was uh, in Deuteronomy chapter 4, 15 through 24. And the subtitle of this is Danger of Idolatry. Because you saw no form at all on the day of the Lord, spoke to you at Horeb from the midst of the fire. Be strictly on your guard, not to act corruptly by fashioning an idol for yourselves, to represent any figure, whether it be in the form of a man or of a woman, the form of any animal on the earth, the form of any bird that flies in the sky, the form of anything that crawls on the ground, or the form of any fish in the waters under the earth. And when you look up to the heavens and behold the sun or the moon or the stars, the whole heavenly host, do not be led astray into bowing down to them and serving them. Sorry, just lost my spot here. Excuse me. These, the Lord, your God, has apportioned to all the other nations under the heavens. But you, the Lord, has taken and led out of that iron foundry, Egypt that you might be his people, his heritage, as you are today. But the Lord was angry with me on your account and swore that I should not cross the Jordan nor enter the good land which the Lord your God is giving you as a heritage. I myself shall die in this country. I shall not cross the Jordan, but you are going to cross over and take possession of the good land. Be careful, therefore, lest you forget the covenant which the Lord your God has made with you and fashion for yourselves against 
his command and idle in any form whatsoever. For the Lord your God is consuming fire, jealous God. So that's the second reading. But going on to the actual discussion now. So in tonight's discussion, reflections on the need of a sacred honor. It's very important because, as I always said, that words are so very important. And people just throw around words like, I don't know, like rocks in a, in a, in a pond, you know. People just throw around words like they're nothing. You hear it all the time with new couples, always throwing the L word around, especially this probably with Valentine's Day just being yesterday. You probably hear so many people, oh, I love you. You know, okay, that's fine. It's one thing to really have, you know, a really strong, good feeling with them, with that person. I, I get that, like, totally. However, but what people don't understand is the true gravity and weight of what words really, how what words hold. And that's why with 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 words, you got to be very careful. That's why, you know, with the sword of the, of the, of the spirit and using God's, you know, word, that's the most powerful, you know, weapon we can yield over anything that's metal, guns, swords, weapons of mass destruction. I mean, all that. So we're going to discuss reflections of the need for the sacred honor. Now, this I found in a forum in uh, one of the assembly sites, and I'll dis- if you, I'll, I'll discuss what the assembly is furthermore in another episode here. But there was a post that was done by someone that went by the name of the Fourth Month, and whoever this person was, I could not agree further with what they wrote, and it reads: "Our sacred oath demands from us our word of honor." We need to understand what our word of honor is in order to become a genuine sovereign. And a little side note, we're going to go over that definition because a lot of people don't know what sovereign means. And that's a very important word. Now, back to this. Being sovereign requires that we become willing to look at ourselves and realize who we are, where we come from, our inheritance, and where we stand in the current dangers of this fallen world. This is no mere worldly endeavor. The search for delusions of grandeur will come crashing down, but in the quiet wake, at last, we find a mighty presence of true destiny, a path that really goes somewhere. The striving to shed self-centered fear is sometimes seemingly impossible, requires the receiving of a humility that often seems revulsive. In facing a government and individuals who will smile at us and then take our children, who traffic people to use for unspeakable horror. Our survival modes come up and we want to charge in and demolish the whole camp, but they will pop up again. And we know this, this is the seeming nature of evil. Little sidebar. I'm going to step away for for a second on this. Those of you who are awake of what's going on with this, with this child trafficking, and, you know, with the elite and their whole adrenochrome harvesting from these poor defenseless kids that get stolen and kidnapped from families and protective services, not just in this country, all over the world. Our own government, a lot of elites within corporations and Hollywood and the music industry that you, it's unspeakable. I mean, literally, if you can't tell, it is unspeakable. I struggle to find the words because of just. It's beyond belief that this kind of thing has happened, not just recently, but this has been happening actually thousands of years. If you read the Bible and you look back at Old Testament, there's a reason. There is a reason 
why they don't want us reading the Bible, because it what we're seeing today is discussed then. And the evils still exist. Now, back to this. Now, where did they come from? They slipped through those back doors in our lives where the blind eye was turned. We trusted our human fantasies of who they were. And they knew this, but it was so hard to resist their accommodations, their promises, their flatteries. It's so hard to see, so far to fall. There are so many of them. And they know how we love them and how our experience of their betrayal is hard to come back from. This is a seemingly victory of evil. However, evil is not an infinitive death. Or, excuse me, evil is not an infinitive. Death has already been destroyed. Now, in the loss of knowing what to do, we turn to each other in attempts to use reason as a guide. The insanity we face in our own enemy who laughs at us as we fall to surrender to the law of truth that we are not a match for his seductive and deceitful sleight of hand. We find that reason will not save us. But the knowledge of reason is very useful. And we need to have all it can give. But we must go further with true respect as we honor the law of truth. In the last 2,000 years, we saw the dust settle from death and the resurrection of Christ. We are witnessing last-ditch efforts to prove there is no God. And this vanity of vanities is on its last leg. We will as people, people of God, put the enemy under our Creator's footstool. Now, that's the end of it. That was in a forum that I read on the, I want to say it was on the national-assembly.net website. I'll discuss a little bit more of that here, maybe a little bit later, but more than likely it'll be on a different episode because I try to keep, you know, time, time to a, you know, a minimum here. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> now, whoever wrote this in that forum that I pulled this from couldn't be more accurate. Every single institution in this country we've been accustomed to trusting over the last several decades, our government, our news, our major news media, Hollywood, the music industry, big pharma, big tech, the professional sports stars, and so much more that we can't even list them. We've all idolized them at some point or another. We've all trusted them at some point or another with one thing or some, you know, some other subject we looked up to, we revered, we hung on to their every word. Some of us did, not me, but a lot of people that do. They believed them without questioning them on every single little thing they said when it came to, you know, subjects of social views, politics, religion, products, what services to buy. And to engulf ourselves further into, you know, everything else imaginable. I mean, why do you think that these big companies pay these stars, these athletes to, to, to advertise for them? Because so many people idolize these people. I don't know why. I'm not trying to take away anything from the individual, but you know, a lot of them, I hate to say it, lo and behold... A lot of the big, big stars, the ones that have been around for years and years and years, you better believe they sold their soul, soul to the devil. You better believe it. 
Why do you think there's so many one-hit wonders? You think it's because they didn't have talent? I've heard a lot of one-hit wonders that had talent and then they never came back. Why, why do you think that was? They were probably trying to get enticed by the music industries and the big level executives to try to get them to be like, hey, you know what? We'll make you rich and famous. We'll give, we'll make all your dreams, you know, your, your, your wildest dreams come true. You got to sign right here on the dotted lines. You're going to basically sell yourself over to us. And you, you basically now are owned by us. And you do what we say. Why do you think there's so many drug addictions and overdoses and, and suicides among these types of people? They either know something and want to come forward with something and they get off and then they're looked at as being suicide. I believe that with a, quite a few of them. Or they truly did suicide themselves because of the pressure and because of the crazy chaos that is in these types of in, entertainment industries. This level of evil that operates all of these institutions that we've had in our lives and grown up with and have been so used to has done an outstanding job of gaining our trust. They truly have. And now they fold us into trusting them. They are showing their true colors now. But the sad thing is this. People are too blind and too stupid. Unfortunately, I'm going to say it. Yes, too blind and too stupid to even know or notice the extreme censorship, overreach, and the tyrannical actions of some of these said institutions. Not only that, but these institutions, as we learn more and more about, are involved in more nefarious evil agendas that most people that are awake couldn't even fathom. I mean, again, people that are awake couldn't even fathom. You imagine people that are not awake? Oh, my God. Some of these things, people have breakdowns and freaking would just completely go in a stupor in a depression. If they heard even a quarter of what the people who are awake, right, heard a quarter of what these, these evil entities do. But when little drops of truth does, or... But when little drops of truth does become revealed and some don't even want to believe it, then what you're going to end up seeing is that classic case of Stockholm Syndrome. Where the people that aren't awake and as they begin to get, you know, get truth, right? These unspeakable truths that's kind of almost hard to believe, even for people that are awake. They're going to do everything they can to justify all the, you know, everything they can to justify that. You know, all these institutions that, you know, these these actions by these institutions, you know, they're going to try to justify them and, and defend them no matter how tyrannical it seems, you know, to the to the masses that are awake. They will continue to defend. Well, you know, Facebook has to censor because, you know, we we can't have we can't you know, we got to make sure that freedom of thought is, is shared widely and we can't have misinformation. No, stop it. Just stop it. I've seen these arguments before on Facebook, you know, when the censorship really became, you know, heightened and became full bore, especially after the Joe Biden, you know, just well, especially after, you know, with COVID. But then after the the inauguration, quote unquote, of Joe Biden, uh, <coughs> hate to say it, not real president. And no, that's not because I am a Trumper, because quite frankly, Trump is also I hate to say it, people to all the Trumpers out there and the Q followers. Listen to me. Trump was not the lawful president of the United States either. I hate to tell you, but if you do some research on the assemblies and the National Assembly, you'll understand that Donald Trump and Ronald Reagan and Bill Clinton and Obama and all those other guys, hate to say it, they were all presidents of a de facto government, which is fraudulent. Stick with me, guys, and we'll learn more about that in future episodes. But just telling you right now, listen, I voted for Trump. 
Okay? I like what he did. But, but, he's a man. We can't idolize him. Just like we can't idolize Obama. We can't idolize Biden. We can't idolize Bush and Reagan. We can't idolize a man. They're men. Or women. I think. I don't know. It seems like a lot of people in D.C. have the whole snip and tuck. And a lot of them are all transgenders. Because they're trying to create a bunch of confusion. And shove that down our throats too. But that's a whole different topic for a different day. This is what they are doing. And they are counting on people to just fall for anything and everything without question. Fortunately, it seems like people are finally waking up to this to these BS lines. And all the media is doing, especially like CNN and Fox and ABC and NBC. And believe it or not, you know, you got Newsmax, which I thought was owned by Bill O'Reilly. I thought he was a conservative, but, you know, sheep and wolves clothing. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I don't know who's real anymore. That's why I like turning these podcasts because we need more voices out there. And if you're somebody out there who has a voice and you're not afraid to use it, go out to Guitar Center. Go buy yourself a good solid mic. If you don't know what to get and you're wondering what I have, reach out to me on hishardline.com. My email's on the first welcome page. Let's talk. This is not about trying to get famous or make money. I could care less if I make money on this. And I could care less if I only have an audience of 50 people or 50,000. I don't care. We are at a point in history right now, folks, that we have to get our voices up and out speaking the truth with Jesus Christ, not only in our heart, but we need to proclaim the name of Jesus Christ in the public square because evil shrieks from that. We need more podcasters. We need more people on uh, video influencers or whatever you call them. I don't know. Video podcasters. I don't know. Audio, video. Whatever we got to do, put on bumper stickers. I don't know what it is that that you, what your special talent is, but here's the bottom line. We need more voices out there. And again, not to become famous, not to try to make money, not to try to make a name or anything like that. It has nothing to do with that. I have a job that makes great money. Thank you very much. I don't need this podcast to help me make money. In fact, I've downsized on my days of, 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 of working just so I can dedicate not just more time to my family, but a little bit time towards this as well. Now, the Bible is very clear about not trusting in the institutions of man and not idolizing anyone or anyone or anything or anyone, as it states in Isaiah 2.22. But yet the Western civilization has done just that. I'll admit it. When I was a Packer fan and I lived in Wisconsin, I was a huge Brett Favre fan. Yes, Pretty much to the point of idolization. I had his jersey. I had all his cards. I mean, I had plaques with him on there. I mean, I, I had it all. When I was a kid. I also didn't know any better. While the, e- while the evil does a dashing job at making people cast God aside, they continue polluting our minds with, with in our, in our, in, and our body. Let's not forget, they pollute not just our minds, but our body with this filthy junk that goes into us and does us no good in the end. It destroys the very temple that was entrusted to us by God to take that that we actually need to be taken care of. Our body is a temple. But yet we abuse ourselves in every way imaginable, and we don't allow our yeses to be yeses and our noes to be noes. Our words are shallow. On top of abusing our bodies, we abuse our mouths by allowing just any old word to flow out with no reverence of how it might affect somebody else internalizing those words. 
the words that most people speak are often just shallow words and, and they're just thrown around with no real intentions. Or if they do have intentions, they, you know, they're usually doing, you know, they have intentions for negative, you know, impact, typically to hurt someone. And a lot of people don't even have any realization of the true consequences of what those words truly have the potential to do. I mean, words are a very powerful weapon, which is why they say the pen is mightier than the sword. We have been conditioned to not only throw words around like, like they're nothing, but, but we hold no regard or respect for our fellow brothers and sisters. Or human life for that matter. You know, we got all these crazy, stupid freaking games out there. And yes, I used to play them when I was young and I had a PlayStation, you know, Grand Theft Auto. And you got all these war games and you got games of killing. And you got these, I mean, it's, you got some, you know, it's crazy. It's crazy. Some of the crap that I actually was subjected to when I was a kid. Evil, evil crap. And trust me, I'm not saying I'm completely 100% free from the system of garbage that that evil has intertwined into our lives. I mean, just the very laptop that I'm using right now for this podcast, Apple, evil corporation, these iPhones, evil, you know, we got a long way to go. Believe me, if I could just take off the bandaid right now, I would. Let's take a look at Romans 12, 10 for a second. Be devoted to one another in love, honor one another above yourselves. This something this is something that clearly doesn't happen much now anymore because we live in such a me culture. Let's reread that. Be devoted to one another in love and honor one another above yourselves. Do you devote yourself to other people in love? Do you honor others above yourself? I mean, really, do we? Do you? I never used to, if I'm being honest. And I have a hard time on some days presently, but I do my best to honor others above myself because I'm nobody in my mind. I'm sure I'm somebody to God, but I and my wife, especially my wife, my wife is great with this because she's, she's, I'll tell you what, she's got a true heart of gold. She really is devoted to other people in love and, and puts others above herself. Truly she does. You'll never meet a person more kind and giving than her. But you disrespect her. You cross her. Boy, oh boy, watch out. Mama bear going to come right after you. And that's no joke, as Biden would say. But this is something that clearly doesn't happen much anymore because we live in such a me culture. And it's all about me and forget about thee. This is why I cannot stand social media. Because people are so eager to boast about their fake lives that they want others to think they have. And, you know, all for the sake of gaining views and likes and trying to bolster their own egos. Why? What do you gain? Or what does, like, seriously, what, what does it, what, what do you gain from that? Or really, what does anybody gain for that matter? Why can't you just be truthful and be like, hey, kind of had a crappy day today. Somebody slammed a grocery cart in my car. And uh, that, that kind of sucks, you know? Hopefully I can get, you know, I can afford to fix it rather than like, you know, post some like food or, you know, oh my goodness, look at this. You know, like, like that's all you see is a bunch of bragging, blustery, whatever, boasting about whatever it is these people have. That's kind of funny, actually. But in most cases, those people don't even really give a crap. If you're posting stuff like that, I got news for you. A lot of people, most people 
with the rare few, you know, exceptions. But most people really don't give a crap. Excuse my language. They don't give a crap about what you have to share anyways. Because why? It either contributes to them either feeling bad about themselves because they're too caught up comparing themselves to you or others. Or they just flat out don't care because they don't want to, they don't want you, really, they don't want you to be happy or want to be happy for someone else's successes and happiness and whatever other things they acquire. Not that things and acquiring of things is really even an important thing, but I got news for you. If somebody doesn't care, they truly don't care. And most won't. Again, not all, but most. Now let's take a quick look at Exodus 15, 13. If your unfailing love, if your unfailing love, you will lead the people you have redeemed. In your strength, you will guide them to your holy dwelling. Now, this is something we should all be striving to do. We not only need to lead through love, but also leading by example. Now, words can be cheapened by many. However, actions certainly validate the words of another individual and reveals the very true essence of who that man or woman really is. It's our mission by and for our Heavenly Father to lead those who are astray to Him and to His kingdom especially when more and more truth starts to unravel and reveal itself in these institutions of men that we've been so trained to trust. With all the chaos and confusion that this massive machine that runs all of these institutions intertwined in and out of our lives are so embedded into here, I mean, everything... All these institutions that we use, I mean, it's embedded in almost everything imaginable, and it seems like it's impossible to get untangled from it. However, it can be done. But how? For starters, it's pretty simple, but a difficult starter. But I'm going to tell you, all it takes is just spending 15 or 20 minutes a day reading your Bible, praying to our Lord, and giving up complete surrender of your life to Him. It sounds simple, but trust me, it's difficult at the same time. But believe it or not, when you do that, that's when the scales truly begin to fall off your eyes, and truth becomes more evident and obvious, and then you begin to realize who you are, where you're from, and the power you truly harness through Christ in your heart. Now, as sovereigns by our Heavenly Father, we harness that power, a power that Satan and his little helpers do not want us to realize. You know, they laugh at Christians because they know we've been fooled, especially over the decades, the many decades, over a century, as a matter of fact. And I'm sure beyond that, too, but especially within the last century. They laugh at us. Because they know that they led us to believe that we are not more powerful than they. But truth be told, you will not... I, now, this is some truth, and this is probably going to blow people's minds. Listen up. You will not find a bigger believer in Jesus Christ and who knows and understands the power Christ holds than that of a Satanist. I'm telling you right now, they know the power that Jesus holds and the power he gives us. 
Satanists truly know that. They, but, but yet they laugh at us because Christians who claim to be Christian, they have no idea what they can and cannot do. More importantly, they don't know what they can do. And that right there is why they do everything in their power. I mean, listen, they know the power of Christ. They know the power we yield in his name. And, we have, and, and when we have Christ in our heart. Now, why do you think they work so hard to distract us with the entertainment industry and lead us astray in sins that Satan tries to convince us is fine to partake in? Why is it that they want us so badly and so desperately to convince us that God isn't real and the Bible is just a book full of fairy tales? If people only knew and really saw that the efforts that they aggressively and tirelessly pursue to make certain that we not only sin against God, but we are distracted, that, that you know, let me think about my words here for a second. If people only really saw that the efforts they aggressively and tirelessly pursue against us to make certain that we not only sin against God, but distract us and or disconnect us from God, you would be easily able to quickly point out most, if not all of the evil that exists around you with, with, through prayer and through discernment. My wife and I, we discuss this in great length sometimes. And it's honestly, I'll say this. At first, it was disappointing to find out a lot of what we found out, especially with a lot of the things and the music and the institutions and, you know, our education system also, you know, that we've all enjoyed as kids and in, in, in our younger, you know, adult years prior to the awakening out of that deep slumber that they've put us into. We've awakened at truly seeing just how intertwined this evil is incorporated into everything we involve ourselves in. It's so embedded that in order to, it seems like, and this is just in my own basic assessment. I'm not an engineer. I wouldn't even know the first thing about how to get rid of this evil, but it's almost as if we have to completely step away. Like I said earlier, rip the bandaid off, right? That's a hard thing to do for a lot of us, me included, not exempt. I'm just, again, just a man, just expressing some words here. And yes, it's hard for me on a lot of things to step away from and rip the bandaid off. Not going to lie. But it seems like it's as if we have to just completely step away from the whole system, go back to the basic ways of doing things, and allow that system, the old way, right, Satan system, to basically blow up, crash, and crumble. I got news for you. It's happening. And we're going to see it here in the very, very near future. I mean, do you ever notice, guys, you ever notice something? I've noticed a few things. If you look at the stock market, for example, now, I'm not in the stock market anymore. I was. I used to contribute to a 401k, and you know I got a pension, company-paid pension. And we got a lot of money, but like I said in another episode, I'm prepared to watch all that just go away, just done. Because as this dollar crashes, and it's crashing, we're going to see a lot of depressed people, probably a lot of people committing suicides, unfortunately, and I'm going to pray that doesn't happen. But unfortunately... Satan gets in people's minds. But if you look at the stock market, and I pay attention, within, I don't know, looked at it for within like the last year. Literally within the last year since Biden has been in quote unquote office, which 
truth be told, is basically a foreign country, which is, that's D.C. D.C. is not part of the United States. It's a foreign country, so that's what he is president of. He's not president of the United States of America. Just a little spoiler alert, guys. Um, but it just seems like within the last year, when you look at the stock market, the stock market seems to be typically... It'll be one moment, it'll be like 34,500 points for the Dow Jones, for example, right? And then like a month and a half later, it'll spike up to like 35,800. Maybe it'll push 36,000. And then it'll it'll kind of teeter-totter back and forth between 36 and the high 35,000s. And then all of a sudden, next thing, boom, it goes down to like low 35,000. And then boom, a little bit more, it goes down to like 34,900 on the Dow Jones. And then, and then like a couple months later, boop, pops right back up. And then boom, back down. It's like a big freaking roller coaster of emotions. Happy, sad. Happy, sad. One more time. Happy. Oh, really sad. If you look at the last year and the trend of how the Dow Jones and, and the S&P 500, if you actually watch it, it's not really going really, really up and it's not really going really, really going down. But man, they're doing their best to keep the system propped up with money printing and a bunch of other fraudulent crap that they're doing behind in the background that nobody even has realized. They have no idea what they're doing. And don't get me wrong, I don't know all the ins and outs, but I tell you one thing that they're doing. They are doing their best to put up a fake front right now to keep this economy propped up because guess what? They know this government's dissolved. I hate to say it. I don't know if you know this, but this government is bankrupt, okay, for the third freaking time. And the assembly wanted to make sure that this happened and made sure that Trump did this. The, the, the government is dissolved. The government that we all know is dissolved. I don't know if anybody really realizes this. We really have no nation. I don't care what any podcaster out there says. And I listen to a few of them. And there's a couple that I listen closely. And I'm not going to mention their names because, again, I don't believe in name dropping and then saying something negative uh, towards them. But there are some things that I also call BS on some of these guys that are big influencers, have big audiences but i hate to break to you you know yes some of them say you know trump's not coming back well he doesn't have to come back because he's still there i hate to say it. he's still there but he's he's there as you know the commander-in-chief for the for for the united states of america with the you know the assemblies in the background that are that are building up there's a different form of government that's the de jure government the rightful constitutional government that's popping back up for example north carolina uh, February 10th, actually, just a few days ago, not that long ago, not even a week ago, they just put out a public notice that they they have established themselves as a you know as a free nation state, and the momentum is gaining. Maybe the next show we'll talk about this. I'm not sure. I haven't decided yet. But here's the thing: don't think that elections are going to fix anything. Don't think Biden being in office he's going to have any ability to do anything. I got he got news for you. He's got no jurisdiction over you or me. Okay, we are sovereign citizens of the United States of America, not the corporation. Okay. For those that keep saying, "Oh, Trump's going to come back. Trump's going to come back," he doesn't have to come back. He's still technically there. If you go to the visitor center in, I think who was it? If you go to the visitor center in D.C., they don't have a picture of Biden up there. Trump is technically still the last president of the United States, and I hate to break it to you, break this to you. He's going to be the last president that will ever exist for the United States of America, all capital letters, the corporation, because that, again, like I told you, is a de facto and fraud government, and Trump was part of it. He knows it, but he also knows that there is a faction in the background that's taking place. Why do you, if you listen to his, if you listen to his speeches, 
He often references a lot of times that he's going to give the power. The power of the people is going to be backed with the people. That's the assemblies. That's where the civilian population, okay, even no matter how minuscule, this country will get back to self-governance with the, with, with the civilian authority at the top. The military will have to take their, their, author, their, their orders from the assemblies, not a president. Now, don't get me wrong. We will eventually have president, and you know, you're going to have to have a secretary of state. But again, the rightful ones, not the bought and paid for ones from the British Crown, the Vatican, and London. Not the cabal-owned government. They're the ones that have screwed us all these years, all these decades. So if you think midterms are going to fix your problem or election you know, uh, audits are going to fix anything, I got news for you. Take your hopes away from that. Look, Mike Lindell's a fantastic guy. I don't know exactly what he's involved in or what he's doing. He's a great guy. He's a great patriot. He's a great follower of God. In fact, he says God is his CEO. But when it comes to the audits, when it comes to the new elections coming up for the midterms and even the presidential election in 2024, guess what? All garbage does not matter. It's all fraudulent and it's not going to hold water because that old system is dead. It's a dead entity. There's a new one coming up. But again, that's why do you think we're seeing so much chaos and so much distractions in the news? Because they know they know what the heck is up and they're trying so hard to keep putting out this facade. Let me ask you guys something. I'm from Michigan. Everyone keeps saying with the whole thing that's going on with the Canadian truckers that, that Whitmer, you know, because, uh, you know, over there uh, in, what is it, Ontario or whatever. So the bridge that leads from Detroit over to Canada, I guess that's clogged up because, you know, trunks, trucks, truckers can't get into the U.S. and trucks can't get from the U.S. over to Canada. Supposedly Whitmer's going to, you know, send heavy equipment and tow trucks to, you know, help Canada, uh, you know, unblock the bridge, you know. So, <laughs> So supposedly that came from the office of, of, of Gretchen Whitmer. Okay, now I heard this on the news and people keep talking about it. A couple podcasters I listen to keep talking about it. Oh, Whitmer's doing this. Did anybody hear her say it? I'm just going to ask you, did anybody see her approach, you know, approach a camera on TV? Think about it, people. Have you seen Whitmer anywhere lately? I get stupid automated emails from her campaign, you know, her campaigning, I guess, to be governor again, which good luck if that was a, even a real thing. But I never signed up for that. But uh, that's a, aside from that. Where has she been? I haven't heard her on the radio. I haven't seen her on TV. Same thing with Cuomo in New York. Where is he at? Where's Newsom? California, huh? Where's he at? Has anybody seen Governor Wolf or Murphy? Where are these five people at that killed all these senior citizens during COVID when they stacked a bunch of elderly people and people's beloved grandmas and grandpas in these in these in these assisted living homes only to contract some virus or whatever and die? Where are these people at? Hmm? But yet people want to talk about these de facto fraudulent governors as if they're actually relevant. There's a saying I heard somewhere, if you accept the premise, then you lost the argument. We're accepting the premise that this, 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 the, these governors, this president that we have, quote unquote, senators, I don't care if they're conservative or de Democrat. I don't care who they are. I don't care if it's Ted Cruz or Pelosi. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's Abbott. 
I don't care if it's, uh, what's his name, DeSantis in Florida. Got news for you, all of them, de facto and fraud. I don't care how much of a Republican or conservative or Democrat or liberal you are. I hate to bust the bubble. We need to come together as people because these these other officials, quote unquote, they're not the real government. And this is not some BS. You want you if you want to know the truth, get in contact with me. If you go to hisheartline.com, you'll find my email on me on there. Get a hold of me. Maybe we'll talk. Maybe we'll have a phone conversation. Let me know what state you're in. I'll let you know if there's an assembly there. Things are happening. If you want to be part of what's happening, get in contact with me, and I'll help get you in contact with the correct people because there is a legit, lawful, common lawful, constitutional movement happening where we are gaining power and getting the states back to as free nation states as they once previously were from the original when they were first settled and before the fraudulent and de facto cabal owned and operated, you know, people, you know, took this over and infiltrated from within. They're already gone. They're down. So all your Q followers out there and Trump, you know, worshipers that are going to these rallies, stop. I mean, if, if it makes you feel good, that's great. I mean, I guess I'm not going to tell you to stop. I mean, forgive me. Don't worship them. Don't worship Q. Don't worship Trump. Guess what? He's just a man. We have to worship God in Christ because if, until we get God in Christ at the top of the throne here in this nation and repent of our sins collectively of, of for, for aborting hundreds of thousands of babies and for allowing child trafficking to continue and idolizing these sick freaking pedophiles in Hollywood and the music industry and these big level corporate executives and the news media. Once we repent for all that nonsense and the pushing of transgenderism and the LGBT, you know, agenda on little four and five year olds in elementary school, come on. We need to repent of all that. If we even have a chance of seeing this land healed and getting this back to a self-governing nation by the civilians and being truly free. For the sake of time, we're at 50 minutes, so we're going to move on real quick. Instead of doing three words a day, I'm going to drop down to one. We're just going to do one word a day, but I'm going to do my best to find a good, powerful word. And I couldn't figure out one more powerful than sovereign because we were talking about that. In the Noah Webster's 1828 American Dictionary, the word of the day is sovereign. It can be used as an adjective or as a noun. We're going to go over both, but real quick, as an adjective, there's four definitions. One. Supreme power, possessing supreme dominion as a sovereign ruler of the universe. Two, supreme, superior to all others. Chief, God is the sovereign good of all who love and obey him. Definition three, supremely efficacious, superior to all others, predominant, effectual as a sovereign remedy. And four, supreme, pertaining to the first magistrate of a nation as a sovereign authority. Now, we're going to go over as a noun real quick. And there's three definitions. The first one. The first definition is a supreme lord or ruler, one who possesses the highest authority without control. Let me repeat that. One who possesses the highest authority without control. That's us. We are the highest authority 
but we don't have control. You know who has control? God. Our Heavenly Father. He's the one in control. Continuing on with that little quick definition. And it says right here, maybe it's just a you know little, uh, what do you want to call it? Just how it's used in a sentence. But, you know, some earthly princes, kings, and emperors are sovereigns in their dominions. Well, America is our dominion. Heaven is also our dominion, too. We are sovereign men and women, not not persons. We're not persons. We're sovereign men and women. Number two, a supreme magistrate, a king. And number three, a gold coin of England, which I guess values uh, value 20s or $4.44, I guess. So that's the definition of sovereign. And then we're going to, and it close here right here with a quote of the day. And this one is by Samuel Adams. Listen up. A quote by Samuel Adams. A general dissolution of principles and manners will more surely overthrow the liberties of America than the whole force of a common enemy. While the people are virtuous, they cannot be subdued. subdued. But when once they lose their virtue, they will be ready to surrender their liberties to the first external or internal invader. So powerful. I'm going to read that again because I had to read that like four or five times before I really internalize it. Now, let's break this down real quick. A general dissolution of principles and manners will more surely overthrow the liberties of America. Okay. Will surely overthrow the liberties of America. Than a whole force of the common enemy. Okay. So basically what, what this is saying in the first half of this is that when principles and manners basically dissolve, just that alone can overthrow the liberties that we hold here in America and has more of a, that happening has more of a powerful force than an army of a common enemy. Okay, the second half of that is while the people are virtuous, meaning the people in America, right? While the people are virtuous, they cannot be subdued if they're virtuous. But when once they lose their virtue, then they will be ready to surrender their liberties to the first external or internal invader. And that's what we saw with covid with these shots, these injections. I don't know if people realize this, but did you know the, that the sale of pacemakers are going through the roof right now and is expected to go through the roof over the next three years? Gee, I wonder why that is. Ever since this injection came out, they're touting as the vaccine. A lot of people have been having a lot of heart issues and complications, strokes, heart attacks, People who take, take the, uh, what is it, the, the, the D-dimer, I think, test it is, right? I think that's what it is. A lot of people, especially people that shouldn't even be having strokes or heart attacks at young ages, those numbers for the D-dimer uh, test, or I believe that's what it is, forgive me, I'm not a doctor, but the test that charts those numbers are going through the roof for people that shouldn't even have issues like that. And these are people that got the shot. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna harp on that because that really is a sad. That's a sad state of affairs. 
I have a lot of family members that took it. I didn't. I'll be honest. I didn't take it. My wife, we didn't. My family didn't. And we're not going to sit here and tell you what you should and shouldn't do with your body. We can only just give you the facts of what it can do and how it will harm you. But at the end of the day, what you want to do with your body is, is up to you. But as somebody I heard once say, are you going to also sit there if somebody has a pistol to their head and they're about to pull the trigger, are you going to say, well, it's your choice. Whatever you choose, it's your, it's your body, your choice. No, I'm going to do my best to give them the facts. Say, no, you don't want to do this. Why? Here's why. The minute that bullet goes through that chamber and comes out that pistol and, and gets enlarged in your brain and comes out with an exit wound, that's it. There's no, re there's no do-overs. It's not like a video game where you can get a new life in Donkey Kong and come back. Once you're done, you're done. I will give you the facts and help you make sure you make the proper choice. And hopefully I can guide someone to the choice of trust your immune system, trust the perfect body and the immune, the immunity that God give you that he made for you. Get salvation through Christ, not through a needle. I'm not going to sit here and harp on you and tell anybody how stupid they are. They got the shot. No, it's not my job. Nor is it the way Christ should, you know, would probably want that. But I am going to feel sad for those who got it. And I will pray for them. So in closing, it's very important. Again, back to words. Our sacred oath, our word of honor. It's very important, especially as we become a genuine sovereign man or woman. We have to be willing to look at ourselves and realize who we are and where we come from. Who are we? Where do we come from? What's our inheritance? You'll be able to find these answers in the scriptures if you actually opened your book and spent 1% of your time with him and took 15 minutes and just read through the Bible. You're not going to understand everything in the first reading. You know how many times I've read through certain chapters, probably seven, eight, nine times over, and then I find some little gem that pops out at me like on the 10th or 11th time. I had that happen today when I was reading, uh, I forgot what it was, Corinthians? I was like, whoa. Take the time and read your scriptures. Get to be knowing, you know, get to knowing God and, and give complete surrender to him. Most importantly, watch your words. They hold a lot of weight. So with that, I'm going to close us out and say good night. Thank you for listening. And I apologize for not having a 1% or less with him podcast. But like I said, it was very important to me that I take my daughter out on the father, the daddy daughter date. And with the day I had, I just don't have it in me. So if you can't tell, I'm very exhausted. As we close this out, I am going to go upstairs and get my PJs on. And I am going to crash. So I hope you all have a blessed night. May God bless you. And may God get, you know, grant you 
good health for you and your family and you have a renewed and refreshed day when you wake up first thing tomorrow morning. And with that, we're going to close this out. Heavenly Father, your warrior prepares for battle. Today I claim victory over Satan by putting on the whole armor of God. I put on the girdle of truth, may I stand firm in the truth of your word, so I will not be a victim of Satan's lies. I put on the breastplate of righteousness, may it guard my heart from evil so I will remain pure and holy, protected under the blood of Jesus Christ. I put on the shoes of peace, may I stand firm in the good news of the gospel so your peace will shine through me and be a light to all I encounter. I take the shield of faith. May I be ready for Satan's fiery darts of doubt, denial, deceit, so I will not be vulnerable to the spiritual defeat. I put on the helmet of salvation. May I keep my mind focused on you, so Satan will not have a stronghold on my thoughts. I take the sword of spirit. May the two-edged sword of your word be ready in my hands so I can expose the tempting words of Satan. By faith, your warrior has put on the whole armor of God. I am prepared to live this day in spiritual victory. Amen. So remember what his hardline is truly about and what it means to be a hardliner. You have to remain firm, steadfast, and uncompromising. They want people like us shut down, make no mistake. They want to shut down and off the face of the earth. Because love is truly the most miraculous source of light for us, but it's a destructive force against them, the evil darkness. We all wield that power of love and we just have to break open that hard shell around those hearts of others and allow him, Jesus Christ, to pour in. And then and only then will be the point where the most profound victory will take place under the unity and love of God's people. Good night, and God bless. Signing out until next time.